Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective Conan rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and joining me, the LeBron James of Counting Down, Colleen. How are you today? Five, four, three, two, one. Hello. <laughs> Good. You know, instead of saying you that, doing, you could have sent those numbers to me in a page. You could have paged them to me. I could receive it on my beeper. Ah, yes. Let me just go dig out my pager right now. You know, pagers are all the rage, especially in episode 123 of Detective Kenan, the Weather Girl kidnapping case. This originally aired November 9th, 1998. And the Conan's hint going into this episode was beeper. Stay tuned and look at that beeper. That's not really a good hint for this episode. Like at all. Like what? They should uh, say no. like moon. It's or not a hint. Weather. Yeah, it's it's just a plot device. That's not a hint. That's right. It's just there constantly. I don't know. TV station maybe or like props, prop room or something. Also, they don't read off the beeper. So why doesn't he have it in future episodes? Like Ron went through all the trouble of buying him this beeper, and then he just forgets about it one episode later like come on ken you've obviously he found it too annoying to have ron constantly paging him so he just chucks it probably after this episode gives it to genta realizes that beepers are pretty useless because pretty useless well this one i found particularly useless because like how are you supposed well Anyways. <laughs> you don't like that you can only send numbers? I guess it, it makes sense if you get the person's phone number and then they send you a cryptic number message. But if it's just a random number message, how do you know who's sending you that? If you have, let's say, more than two contacts, which is not the case for Conan, but for any normal person, probably with a beeper... <laughs> Well, you oh, gotta devise so, a system. It's, it's you, weird. You you give your friend a whole list of uh, number combinations that mean phrases, and then you can be like one two eight. That means Tyler, and then I'm gonna put five two zero, which means bring pizza, and that's how you would order pizza back in the day. Man, no wonder they invented texting, so you can just use regular letters that you have to learn anyways. There's a, a simple efficiency about the beeper. That, uh... Nah, I'm not going to defend the beeper. It's really stupid. <laughs> Obviously, it's such a simple, simple efficiency that uh, is obsolete now. I think we should bring it back. As the episode begins, Cannon says, Today is a weather lady. Pager logic will clear the heart. The episode starts with the detective boys getting caught in a storm as they arrive back at Kogura's office. Mitsuhiko says that the weather lady was right, as there were thunderstorms this afternoon. Ayumi asks where Kogoro is, but Conan says he's on a work trip. How unproductive must this work trip be when he doesn't have Conan to solve the stuff for him? Like, it must have not been an important <laughs> case for Conan not to bother to go with him. That's so true, because every other case... Conan's there, like, even they go to, like, the most remote areas on his, you know, when he's called for a client. Yeah. I guess I didn't catch that at all 
Like when I when I saw that in the notes, I'm like, huh. So that's where Kogoro was. Didn't see a message on the phone and get to place it. Sasana Aki, the weather lady from Nichiri TV, who says that she has to speak to Kogoro urgently since he's not there. The detective boys decide to talk to her instead. So they arrive at the television station and meet with Asano. Another newscaster, Sukumo Kazumi, walks up to Asano and mocks her, saying that she has to deal with kids just to gain popularity. She really comes off as quite the uh, unlikable lady and kind of even says that her makeup's gaudy and he finds her shiny black fingernail odd as the rest are pink. What do you think of this Kazumi character? Oh, I thought she was just a delightful human being. Did you? No. <laughs> um, and the fingernail, like, they never really explained why it was like that. It it becomes important, but there's no justification for it. Hey, man, that was the fashion of the 90s. Who are you to question what was cool back in 98? <laughs> Definitely not one to question it. It was an age of nail art and pagers, man. It was a different era. <laughs> I think... Nail art has evolved. I mean, the page, I guess you can argue the pager evolved into something else, too. But yeah, like, the one fingernail. Interesting that Conan noticed it, though. Well, he loves, he loves fingernails, man. Some, <laughs> yeah, some guys are like, yeah, some people are into, like, feet. Other people are into hair. He's into fingernails. Ron better watch those fingernails. Trying to think if I want to get into the story or not. I don't think I will. Oh my gosh, you have a, you have a fingernail story? <laughs> no, no. It's about, it's just, since you brought up weird <laughs> fetishes, I was thinking of. I had this one this one guy I worked with, and I knew his like username that he'd go on forums with. So and like he was just a total loser. So me and my other coworker would always go through his forum posts and make fun of him in our free time and he we found out through his forum posts that he had a hair cutting fetish which seems like a very uh <laughs> first off it's a strange fetish but then again like it's very inefficient because once a person gets a haircut they can't like do that again for another six months you know a couple months so mm-hmm. like i don't know this is just so, so he liked getting haircuts, or did he like giving? He like I think he liked watching people get haircuts. I think that's what was his. Oh, he said he he, he was trying to. There was this one post where he's trying to like normalize it. And he's like, "Oh, there's websites about this." I even looked for him. I could not find any <laughs> websites about this. Maybe I don't know the correct term, but I don't think there's. I don't know. I don't I even understand. I still don't understand it. Oh, I'm sure there's a term for everything. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the appeal is. I mean, to each his own. He's Canadian, too. So he's up He's up there with oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it. <laughs> so you get to deal with him. And is it just like all people or just women or men? Probably women. Let's see. He was into women, so I assume he likes seeing women okay. get their haircut so maybe you can how about you record your next haircut colleen and you can uh make some money online selling <laughs> that. wow um, i don't know how i'd feel about that so exposed but you know the uh the joke about 
like women's haircuts versus men haircuts? No, what's the joke? How? Well, I don't know. If, okay, it's not really a joke, but it's just that you know when a woman goes in to get her hair done, she'll pay an exorbitant amount of money and come out looking the same. And then when a guy goes in, he'll pay like I don't know, ten, fifteen bucks, and he'll look totally different. Like he can walk out with a buzz cut when he walked in with like hair down to his shoulders. So I feel like if this guy had a fetish for haircuts watching women get haircuts like i don't know if it's the transformation aspect that he liked or like the hair falling to the ground aspect but it would probably be disappointing because not much happens when unless you know a woman's getting her haircut really short or something but yeah it's not uh, that exciting i mean i feel like for the fetish they would have to be pretty short i feel like you're going all out you know oh yeah the bells and whistles. It'd be weird if you just got half an inch done, you know? Yeah. But who knows? Maybe. Maybe there's... There's excitement. Know, maybe in... there's like a humiliation aspect. He wants to see them like get butt. I don't, see, I don't know anything about this. So I can only speculate. So I don't know what aspect he was into about the haircutting. I just know he was into haircutting, which is creepy enough. I don't want to dive deeper into this. This conversation's getting me all... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. So Ayumi asks if that's who did the news before Asano, and she says that they switched places half a year ago. Conan asks what she wanted to talk to Kogoro about, but she seems to make up an excuse and says that she was just wondering if he wanted to appear on New City, which is the program that she has. The kids are disappointed by the lack of a case, and then Conan starts beeping. Turns out that Ron gave him a pager, since he always suddenly disappears. This is a good idea by Ron, because he, all the time, he's just constantly gone, and she's like, where did he go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I guess it doesn't show up in the manga, since this is an anime original. But, uh, eventually this is replaced by whenever he has a cell phone, right? So, I mean, it becomes a big thing. Yeah. He- Ron getting his number or whatnot. Yeah, he does get a cell phone fairly soon, so we won't have to worry about that. He might already have a phone. I'm trying to think. Like right now? I don't think he does yet. Yeah, I don't, because he usually uses pay phones, Mm -hmm. so. You'd think that Agasa would invent one for him. Well, hey, there's limits to Agasa's inventions. (laughs) Right. You know, he can't invent the cellular, compact cellular phone. He can only do sushi <laughs> ben- fax machines. Bento box fax machines and car door openers that look like himself. Look like a little miniature version of Agasa. Yeah, those were old. Sana asks for Conan's pager number so she can contact the detective boys when she needs help. She adds it to her cell phone and says that the pager only shows numbers. She says that she used to have one and that her friends used to write messages for fun using numbers. Asana explains that they used numbers that looked and sounded like letters to write things. For example, 428 is Shibuya. Obviously. Well, I think that's like a common thing, actually, because uh, there's a video game called 428 Shibuya Scramble. Oh, So okay. I'm guessing the 428 thing is something the Japanese know. But I don't, maybe it's just those two things. I don't know. Can't say I know a lot of Shibuya lore. Yeah, and what do we have? Like, our equivalent is 8008 five hell yeah boobs okay, okay. <laughs> that's cool 
Yeah, the old calculators, man. You type hello. Oh, yeah. You put look, zero, one, one, three, four, and then you put it upside down and say hello. Yep. It was it was just hello and boobs <sighs> that I better knew days. to type on my calculator. There might have been there maybe wasn't SOS, much more to do know. unless you had like a graphing calculator. Oh graphing yeah, graphing calculators. Are cool. Are cool. Did you ever have? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'd get ours like modded, so we had like all these games on the calculator. Yeah, I heard that the cool kids did that. I just used it for math. <laughs> just like, how do people get games on here? <laughs> Jeez, I had, I had this great game fall down where you try to fall down holes. Oh, blast. Why do math when you can do that? That's probably why my math, like, I used to be, like, super proficient in math, and then we got graphing calculators, and I, I think that's when I just started not caring about math. I think it can be directly correlated to there were games installed. <laughs> I think that's why. Hey, math is overrated. Amen to that. When in life did you need to calculate how fast a train is traveling with carts of ice cream on it or whatnot? Only when I watch Detective Cannon episodes. That's the only time <laughs> when I ever have to consider that stuff. Yeah. Luckily, we have Conan around to do it for us. Exactly. Asano is about to give the kids a tour of the studio when she gets a phone call. She says that she has work to do, so she can't do it and apologizes. She then has a man named Kobayashi at the kids' guest passes. Were you ever suspicious of Kobayashi? Because he has a very secondary role. Was I suspicious of him? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> um, Jeez. I guess I'll mention it now. Like, I I thought it was him because the other character we were introduced to, the, the woman, uh, she seemed like the obvious choice to be the culprit. And I was like, no, 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 that's too easy. So I uh, I was suspicious of this Kobayashi character. Jeez, the helpful guy always getting painted as the villain. Let's see how it is. Right. When it ends up being the woman. A few hours pass and the kids are sitting at a bench complaining about having to wait for this long. Sukuma then walks by with Kobayashi and asks what's going on about Asana being threatened. She then kicks the kids out of the lose room saying they're distracting and calls Asana a failure as a journalist because she ran off due to a threat. What a what a loser for What do you think about that? If you don't show up to your job under a death threat, do you really care about your job? You are unprofessional. Exactly. Thank you. Did you think that was going overboard? Yeah, but uh, she obviously wanted to paint her in a bad light, so she was doing what she was doing. Cause she wanted her job. Kebayashi apologizes to the kids and says that Tsukumo hates children. They ask him about the threat and explain that they know Kogoro. He says that Asana has been getting threatening phone calls ever since she started a story about a corrupt politician. She got a death threat this morning saying that she'd be killed if she appeared on today's newscast. Conan puts it together that the threat is what she really wanted to discuss with Kogoro, and Genta says that the phone call she received must have been another threat. Mitsuhiko says that the call must have scared Asana, but Ayumi defends her, saying that she isn't a weakling. Conan agrees, as she didn't seem afraid on the phone, and instead sounded happy as if she'd just gotten a big scoop. Conan thinks the call must have not been a threat, but rather a trap to lure her somewhere. This is when we get all the paging fun. Conan gets a pager message <laughs> and guesses that Asana sent it since only her and Ron know his number. It's so funny that only, like, one person would know your pager number. Like, it's really quite limited use, just for Ron to yell at him. 
Yeah, it's a seven-year-old kid, so I guess it makes more sense that only one per well before this today he had only one person uh, know his number. I guess Kogro should know it, but Kogro doesn't really care. Yeah, Conan tries calling her back, but gets the answering machine. He then gets another message is that is one ten, which is the police's number. Ayumi says that she must want them to call the police, and Kenna explains that she must be unable to talk and is using her cell phone to message him. The next message is 9109, which is the city code of her phone number. Kenan says the police won't listen with just this evidence, so they'll have to figure it out. Time passes by, and they get another message, which is 2003. Kenta believes it's saying Temple Guardian statues, but Kenan dismisses it. <laughs> Kenan then receives a series of additional messages. Zero. Zero 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 nine six and five six five six. Mitsuhiko says that the messages don't make sense, and then on the news they overhear that the Tokyo police is questioning two politicians about possible bribes tomorrow. Mitsuhiko then believes he's figured out the message and says that the numbers are indicating the names of the politicians that took bribes. Zero stands for Maru for Maruya. Well, zero zero is OO or Okubo's initial. Meanwhile, the 096 is Kuro, so she's trying to say that Maruya is guilty. Ayumi asks what the other numbers are, and he says that they're obviously bank account numbers used for the bribes. The kids decide to get to Maruya's home in West Titan, although Conan doesn't seem particularly convinced that they're on the right thing. But uh, I guess they had nothing better to do since they just go this on this detour. The time passing thing was really funny to me because, like, the, the weather girl was probably just like, why did I even bother trusting these kids like they're taking forever to come rescue me they're going off on like these wild goose chases also if you can like if you have a phone like police can indicate where the car calls like oh maybe not then like a cell phone could they not like locate a cell phone signal uh yeah i wonder if that's a more recent thing because i do wonder why she wouldn't just call the police I get that she can't talk, but... Could she not, like, make sounds or something, though? I guess they wouldn't really do anything about that. But it's not like uh, her kidnapper was there in the room with her. But anyhow, she's she's going the pager out, and that gives us an episode. <laughs> it's storming, and the kids eventually wind up at Maria's house. Somehow, Ginta climbs up a streetlight. Like, how does this fat kid manage to just climb up this like he's an action hero? What's going on here? He gets to the roof. Anime defies the laws of physics. For real. Um, So he gets to the roof and several German shepherds and a guard run out. They force him down as he apologizes. and The rest of the kids just ran away (laughs) and just (laughs) left him there. That was awesome. I felt bad for Genta, but still funny. Kevin then gets another message, but it's from Ron, so he goes to call her. She yells at him for being out this late and says she repeatedly paged him, but he ignored her. Ron is surprised that it's storming and thundering where he is since it's nice weather at home and she can see the moon. Kenan then figures out the code and totally ignores Ron and hangs up on her. I love that. He's going to be in so much trouble. Yeah. Well, she went to the trouble of getting him a pager to contact him about getting back home. And he just totally disregards that. And she's probably just going to take the pager away from him. That explains why yep. he doesn't have the page anymore, then. The kids head back to the television station, and they realize that by reading 2003 sideways, it looks like moon. The three is the M, zero, zero, and the two is the N, so you get moon. Asana sent that message first at 720 to make them look at the sky, and the moon was in the southeast then. 
meaning it wasn't visible from Maria's place. She's being held somewhere where she can see the moon, and the rest of the numbers were weather symbols explaining how the weather changed. Zero is a circle meaning clear. Zero zero is a double circle meaning cloudy. Zero zero ninety six is a filled circle signifying rain. And five six five six is the sound effect for thunder or goro goro. Very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was cute. Do you know any weather symbols? No. <laughs> I uh, like. I don't know. Do we? Do our meteorologists use the same symbols um, here in America? I don't. I suppose. I, guess I don't like think. I think they just put like a sun, you know, <laughs> and a cloud. <laughs> like you want to say it's cloudy, you just put like a cloud. I know. Why? Why bother coming up with new symbols when you've got actual images that represent what you're trying to describe? Yeah, it seems very inefficient. You know? <laughs> the kids then talk to Kebayashi in the meteorology center, and he says that the only thunderstorm that took place at eight thirty was by the TV station, so she might still be there. He then gets another, Cunning gets another message saying 0109. Kenta, a true genius, guesses that it must mean I want to eat a huge eel box <laughs> lunch. And his belly rumbles. Of course he would guess that. Shockingly, it did not mean that. And Cunning begins laughing. And he tells Genta, nice work, as he now knows where she is. We then see a tied up Asano and a figure approach her. While Conan tells Kobayashi that they got separated from her in the large prop room, he says that it's the northernmost room on the first floor and the kids run there. Conan says that if you read the 0, 10, and 9 separately, you get Odoku, or large prop. He also says Asano told him who the kidnapper is in an earlier message. So, so who do you think was the kidnapper at this point? Because Kobayashi was still there. Uh, yeah, so... Or did you finally, did you finally realize that it was the evil woman? Yeah, uh, I guess I, I wanted it to be a little bit more interesting, so I was still holding out hope that it was Kobayashi. Um, so I genuinely was kind of surprised when they revealed that it was the woman. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I I wanted there to be a twist. Like, never did I, and I just now thought about it, but I guess the. Uh, like the politicians could have been suspect or like people working from for them but i i never thought about it watching the episode i felt like it definitely wasn't them because they like never really went into them and like usually in canon if there is like a, a surprise figure they'll mention him a few times throughout like i felt like they would have had like a politician scene at the beginning like overheard on the tv or something other than just when they said, oh, they're going to be questioned tomorrow. I felt like you would have got, like, a face to the name. They usually do a better job of, like, foreshadowing, so I felt like the politician was definitely not, like, a part of the case. So I just always assumed it was the evil yeah. woman, because uh, women are evil. <laughs> that's uh, that's just it. Did you feel um, like it was just an- the easy way out? Like, did did you also want it to be a little bit more of a twist uh i feel like the mystery here isn't who did it it's more of just figuring out the code right so i was fine with like a straightforward like revenge tale so i wasn't really bought as soon as i heard that like she got the job from her like earlier i was like oh there's the motive mm-hmm. so I, I i wasn't really surprised or really wanted anything else i, I just like the, the little puzzles with the the pager 
Although I thought it was more complex than when I just saw mm-hmm. this episode. It wasn't as a... Uh, I guess there's only some, so much you can do with a pager and like a few numbers. Yeah. Especially if you're going for a weather theme. Um, what did surprise me, though, is when they revealed... Well, they didn't reveal her, but like the culprit came out. It was the shadowy figure. I thought that was like the the typical Conan shadow figure that you always see, that you're not supposed to know who it is, but uh, the characters can see them or whatnot. But she was actually wearing like a ski mask or something. So I was... Which is I, hilarious. I, hilarious, but I was like, <laughs> I was kind of confused because I just, it made me think, well, so <laughs> are all the shadowy figures that we see on this show just people wearing masks i wish that'd be really funny (laughs) yeah well i mean it would be a better reveal instead of like oh now the audience can see your face too so the detective boys open the door to the prop room and tell the kidnapper that it's the end of the line as they know everything kind of says that they called asana there Knocked her out with drugs and locked her in the back room to make it seem like she ran away out of fear in order to ruin her credibility. However, Asana used her phone to message them, and there was one message they didn't understand, which was 9109. It was actually saying the kidnapper's name. The culprit tries to run off, and Conan kicks a bucket into the back of their head. Find out who committed the crime, as we learned that 9109, if turned into Kanji, uh, reads out Sukumo. So it's the evil one. Shocker. That was so badass of Conan to hit her with the bucket. He didn't even have to charge up his shoes. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's really funny. (laughs) Tsukuma says that she couldn't stand it as New City was her idea and supposed to be her show. However, they replaced her with someone younger and someone cuter, the audacity. Conan tells her to earn the spot back with actual skill and that no matter how you rationalize it, a crime can't be justified. So he really tells her off. Yeah, he's just like, you ain't got no talent. And your makeup's ugly, girl. You ain't got no alibi for that. That's U-G-L-Y, <laughs> sister. And then he, he snaps his fingers. Just a lot of attitude yeah. here from Kevin. Oh, but that fingernail still got him. So after the ending song, we see Asano doing the weather as the detective boys watch. She thanks them for yesterday and credits how smart they are. They ask her how she knew it was Kazumi, and she says that she saw her nail when she was being put to sleep. Yumi looks at the weather codes and says Genta is snow pellets, as the shape for that is a triangle that looks like Genta's very triangular head. The kids laugh, and Genta chases after them. Then to his amusement, Conan says that Genta isn't just snow pellets, but also hell, which is a black triangle. So, very funny stuff. Yeah, it was nice to end on that kind of joke. What do you think of the episode as a whole? What do you think? Are you, do you want to buy a pager now? Has it led you to picking up a new hobby? <laughs> well, maybe. Now that I see how fun they can be, we're gonna play uh, kidnaps, kidnappers, and kidnappees with my friends and send each other messages. Um, I like the episode overall. I think, yeah. It might, sorry, I liked it. I thought it was a cute episode. Uh, it might sound weird, but I found it was a relaxing watch compared to some of the other episodes uh, that Conan puts out. Like, I don't know, you were just kind of having fun watching the kids decipher the pager clues. The stakes weren't particularly Yeah, you high. didn't have some woman with a slit wrist and 
like a, a decapitation murder or anything like that this week. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I like those, it was nice to get this change of pace. What did you think of the episode? Yeah, I, I liked it. It's definitely not a classic or anything, but uh, I think using the pager is a unique story item, which obviously they can only do it once, really. But uh, I feel like they do it well here. And uh, even though there's not a big twist and the characters themselves aren't particularly memorable, like I can't really tell you much about Asano other than she's nice and I can't tell you much about Sakumo except for she's rude and doesn't like kids. They're very one-note characters, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was a fun enough episode and everybody played their part. So, like, it's a decent anime original. Yeah. But it's not one of our – well, I I shouldn't speak for both of us, (laughs) but for me it's not one of our – Favorite anime original cases so far, which uh, is the second part of this episode, because we're, we're ending the first era, uh, the first, uh, what, what are arc. these called? The first, uh, the first arc of Detective Conan, which is the Conan arc, and we're going to be entering the second arc very soon, about two episodes, three episodes from now, um, so we wanted to take a look back through the first 123 episodes and take a look at our favorite anime original cases. So, Colleen, I want to... The floor is yours. Tell me what your favorite cases are. We'll talk about them a little bit. Okay. Um, So, I guess I'll start from... Well, I guess I didn't even go ahead and number them. I just kind of... In no particular order. Um, I have down here episode 41... The victory flag tearing case. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that's the baseball player, right? It's, yeah, it's Kajikun. How do you remember his name? <laughs> so before, so when we were talking about doing this last week, I said, okay, now I'm going to have to go through a list of episodes. I didn't watch them. I didn't have time to watch all of the anime originals from the beginning, but there were definitely some in my mind that I knew that I wanted on this list. And then... I just wanted to make sure that, you know, they still held a special place in my heart. And while I'm not saying that the victory flag case was, you know, the best case ever or anything, for some reason it just stuck with me. It was quite memorable. And I think it was because there were nice elements. Like you get uh, Sonico's boy craziness with like the baseball player that she goes to see. Um, We get a mystery that doesn't involve a murder and it's not a detective boys code deciphering type episode so it really stood out for those reasons yeah and even we have that part exactly, where the mom yeah. takes the blame for him which is like really uh emotional it's a good episode yeah it's a good choice so i like when like there's the storyline and then characters misconstrue what's going on and they meddle and uh that's what happened with the mom and uh the son right so they like started taking the blame because they thought the other one committed the crime. So, I don't know. I thought it was a, a, a unique setup that way. So, that's why I made my list. All right. What, what's another? Okay, next. What's number two here? Next, uh, let's talk about... I got episode 19, an elevator murder case. So, this is the one where... And I know there's a lot of good elevator cases, like the uh, Death God Jinai... I think that was an elevator case. That makes and that's an honorable mention. But is that the one in the library or no? So this is the one where um, it's or the, the old lady or whatever. 
yeah, she's like an older lady, the like fashion company president. She murders oh, okay. her secretary who um basically like is stealing from the company and decides to quit or whatnot. The older lady decides to kill her in an elevator and the trick has to do with like how certain elevators only go to certain floors. So she puts her in one of them, gets in a different one herself, and then like she murders her on uh, a different floor than the body is found on. So that was like the whole trick and how the body fell out of the elevator rather than falling into it. So it would make it seem like the killer was actually in the elevator with um, the victim. So yeah, I I just remember it um, intriguing me a lot at the time. So that's why it made my list. Yeah, that's a very good case. Yeah, the 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 that was a very unique murder. And, uh, there's another. You know what? The elevator case I'm thinking from is from the manga. The one with the. Uh, I was thinking originally of the guy, the librarian oh, yeah, that kills the other guy and like that's... puts his body on top of the elevator. That's that I I dubbed that one like the creepiest villain. Because there's like this one, there's there's one uh, scene where you just see oh, him like, sure. from coming out of the shadows. I think he has like a light on him. It's like oh, so creepy. You can't trust bald men. George Costanza scares the hell out of me. <laughs> right up. <laughs> what about Mister Clean? Don't even get me started on that creep. <laughs> that creep. <laughs> okay. Um, I've also put on my list. Um. The facial mask murder case. That's episode 45. So this is the one where uh, the daughter puts on, like, dresses up as her mo- mother because she doesn't want to be, um, she doesn't want to be blamed for the, the murder, even though she didn't do it. Oh, yeah. And there was, like, timing involved as well. Like, so there were three people that came to the house that night to visit the the victim and it ended up being the first guy who went there. He killed her. The daughter comes over, and she's like, oh, no, I'm going to get blamed for this. So she comes up with this trick to dress up, and then like some guards come over, and she walks out dressed up as her mom. And then a third guy comes over um, who, I guess he already found the body, but he was there for a little while because he was looking for some papers. I liked it because, again, like, you've got a character who's meddling around with um, the crime scene. And by doing so, she actually incriminates herself more. And then the guy who actually did it kind of, it helps him. So, I don't know. I thought it was, like, a really interesting play on the murder and sort of who who possibly did it. Yeah, that's another great episode. I've got uh, two more. I've got two more. So, episode 36. The Monday Night 7.30 p.m. Murder Case. Classic title. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so specific. So, uh, like, again, this is just a memorable alibi trick for me. Um, changing the time on the clocks and the location. So this is the dentist who, like, brought Ayumi to a different place and put her to sleep. And then she manipulated the time so that it looked like Ayumi was there having the procedure done. Um, when really the the dentist was off killing somebody. So, again, I like the manipulation of time and location in this case. Imagine your dentist not only, like, 
drugging you, but also using you as like an alibi. That's real. Oh, absolutely. That's some spooky stuff right there. You thought, and you'd think like a <laughs> cavity was your worst concern. And it's just kind of like, it seemed really over the top because she put Ayumi to sleep twice, essentially. Um, And I like the uh, the way that Conan finally, so in this one, um, there's no deduction by Kogoro. It's Conan that actually faces off against uh, the culprit. And um, he he basically uh, finds out that she's guilty because there's um, a pack of cards in, so there were two identical rooms, and each one had a pack of cards, and Conan uh, was able to find two of the same card, because Ayumi had taken one from one of the rooms, so it kind of proved that Ayumi was in a different room, because she, the pack, the card that she had taken from one room, she actually returned back into the pack in the other room, so the the deck had two of the same card, so... um. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting way of catching the the culprit. And then, last but certainly not least, um, I put down, and this is the first anime original episode, episode six, the Valentine murder case. Oh wow, this is Sonica's yeah. first appearance. First appearance in the anime, right? Because she had a different, she was introduced yeah. differently in the manga, right? But um, I thought. This is this episode is so good on so many levels. Like there were really good gags with Conan being jealous over the guy that um, liked Ron. Sonico's introduction. So oh, the big Ev yeah. dude rolled. He was so good. He was such a good character. Uh, so he he seemed like unlike any other Conan character. Like I don't know. He just it feels like he didn't. Uh, I felt like he didn't belong in this show. Like watching it back, I was just like, "Wow, that <laughs> he's just oh, so over the top." And then we get some like high and mighty Shinichi personality moments. Like there's a little quick scene with the detective boys, how they're like advertising themselves to people, and Conan's just not having it. He's just like, "I'm so above this." Um, and. Really, so even though the mystery was maybe like a quarter of the episode, um, I, th I still think the trick was pretty good. This is the one where the mom murders her own son or stepson or whoever he was, and she used um, poison in coffee. So she essentially poisoned everybody, but she also gave every everybody the antidote in a cake, except for the guy she actually murders because she knew that he wouldn't eat the cake. Um, so it's not an overly complicated mystery to solve, but it was just like, I don't know, I thought it was intriguing that, uh, someone would go to the lengths of actually poisoning everybody in the room just to kill one person. Yeah, those are all really good, those are all really good, uh, uh, picks, but they're all yeah. completely different from mine. So it's kind of exciting that we have, we get the spotlight 10 episodes here. And I really liked all the episodes you mentioned. So it kind of shows how high quality the anime originals are. Like usually people look at anime originals as like filler episodes and they don't have much value. But clearly, you know, if we're talking about 10 episodes that are still memorable 100 plus episodes on, that means they're pretty high quality and oh, for sure. we're meaningful. So like, that's an interesting part of Conan because it's not just all about the manga cases. 
No, it certainly isn't. Like, there are some pretty memorable anime originals. I had trouble picking out just five. Like, uh, there's also, like, the stalker murder case, the general hospital murder case, the one where, like, Kogro's used, and he looks at a murderer outside a window. So there's some good cases. Oh, yeah, the one where he gets gaslighted. That's a great episode. You're just just naming a bunch of cases that are better than the five I picked. (laughs) No, 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 no. Like, so one of the cases you picked, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's on my honorable mentions list. And the only reason why I didn't make it. Oh, you have an honorable mention list? uh, Yeah, because I wasn't sure if um, I would go with the five that I chose. But um, uh, one of them, all those, actually, I'll mention it later when you when you get to it. Yeah, let's. I'll go through mine, and then you can do your whole honorable mention list. <laughs> I didn't know we had honorable mentions. I would have added some. All right. So, one of my favorite episodes is the hijacked department store case, which is where the detective boys, they get stuck in the, the thing overnight with the robbers. And it's just a bunch of goofy, like, action scenes with the kids. So, I think that's just... A, it, it's just a real fun thing where they're outsmarting these, like, would-be robbers and just a really fun episode. Like, there's so many fun scenes in it. very Home Alone like, vibe. It's almost, yeah, Home Alone-esque. Like, it's just a really funny thing. And it it kind of, like, opens up, like, what I want from, like, a Detective Boys episode, which isn't as, like, at least there's a couple different types of uh, Detective Boy episodes, but one of the ones I like is just, like, it's a bit more goofier, it's more action-oriented, and I feel like this definitely hits that. And this is early on in the series, episode 17, so it was like a really refreshing case from like a bunch of murders, so I really enjoyed that. I ha- also have to give a mention to the pet dog John <laughs> yeah. murder case, just because the dog's name is John, and uh, like it- it's a fine case and all, it's more just, I really enjoyed talking about it, and how the guy just came go, John! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry John. John. Oh gosh, that that's a classic like, that's... case reopened episode as well. Like you and Kyle talking about it is so yeah, funny. yeah. I feel like that's moved up in my mind just because of our review of it. But uh, I think it's really fun. I think it's a, a good case, you know, like showing that man's best friend wouldn't do that on purpose. And uh, yeah, that's a really fun episode. And then I have the Detective Boy Survival Case. This is a really interesting one where. They're trying to solve this treasure map. So you get, like, a bunch of hijinks. And I really like when they're just, like, being kids. Like, this is something kids would get up to. You know, like, trying to figure out treasure and stuff. And then at the end, we get this twist where the treasure was, like, a letter by Conan's dad. Or Shinichi's dad. Yusaku. So that was, like, a neat little moment. So I really like that case. Well, so I got a ghost ship murder case, part one, part two, a two-parter. Um, so this is where Suzu comes in. Yeah, your girl. Like the whole, the whole case is kind of meh. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with the case, but Suzu's the real star there. I think she's <laughs> a great character. So I wanted to give a shout out to Suzu. I think we don't get enough like characters that are like still the show in a one-off. So ha- having a character that memorable was really refreshing. So I really like that episode for that point because most of the time they like take the episode we just watched i can't tell you a single thing about any of those characters i don't want to see them again but i would love to see suzu again and we got to see her in the the poster how many characters deserve to be posterized you know yeah and isn't wasn't that one a manga case so like 
she made it into the manga. I think, unless I'm getting it wrong. Well, they probably didn't have those. They probably didn't have the posters in the manga, but oh, still. Okay. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's cool that she made it into a, a manga adaptation, though. Absolutely. Who knows? We might see Suzu again sometime in the future. Maybe. The final one is the third fingerprint murder case. This was the yes. one where Kogoro's hanging out with his like his former boss who winds up murdering a guy and Kogoro has to figure it out. I, I, I like these cases where it's like, because first you get some background on Kogoro. He has to make a tough decision where he, you know, has to come to gr- terms with a, the fact that his um, you know, friend and former colleague is a murderer and he's supposed to uphold the law, but he betrayed it. It's very similar to the season one finale, the class reunion. It's definitely not as good as that case, but I think for a one part episode that's an anime original, I thought it's really solid, really good story. And uh, I thought it hit, you know, it was a strong episode. We don't see a lot of Kogura focused episodes that focus on him his good characteristics rather than him just being like a, a goofy pervert so it's nice seeing like an episode focusing around Kogoro instead yeah no that's a great case and it's one of those cases where again like this one little thing messes up the uh the culprit's entire plan and that one happened to be like the wife cleaning his his whatever it was cassette tapes or something like that yeah it's worth noting that there are a few anime originals still left that we haven't covered yet in this arc. Uh, it's the uh, what we'll be doing next week is the mysterious sniper murder case, which is a two-parter, and then there's also the traveling drama troupe murder case, which is a two-parter. So we have those two episodes basically that are also TV originals. So maybe they'd make the list, maybe not. We'll find out soon enough. Mm-hmm. You'll get to hear our reviews on those. But uh, yeah, those are. 10 anime originals we quite liked in the uh, the Conan arc of Detective Conan. And then, uh, Colleen, tell me about your honorable mentions. Oh, so like I was saying, the Stalker's murder case is really cool, too. Um, that's the one with, like, how she put glue on her fingertips. Like, that that's the one thing that stuck in my uh, head after watching that. The General Hospital murder case. Um, Kogoro, you know, witnessing the murder through the window. Uh, the Death God Janai murder case, which also has like a play on floors and elevators. And um, I also really like the Pet Dog John murder case. The only reason it didn't make my top five is because um, I actually found it really sad. Like I rewatched the ending just to kind of see if it should be on my top five list. And I was practically in tears because it seemed like, you know, I didn't like the whole like using the dog to do a murder or whatnot i don't know i'm i'm sappy like that you know i was in tears too <laughs> but from laughter over how cheesy it was when he was screaming john i'm sorry john, I'm sorry, john. Uh, we should say one notable exclusion was that terrible oh computer case where the guy was like i let down <laughs> my computer <laughs> isn't your computer your friend you let it down and uh, neither of us mentioned the, I think it's called the first errand murder case or something, but I like to call it like the grocery shopping extravaganza, which the preview told us was like the most popular episode ever. Oh, yeah. 
that was very funny to figure out like what the whole deal with that we learned it was that tv show in japan yeah oh i'm gonna miss the conan arc just gets more complicated well you know there's more to come that's true well (laughs) it does get more complicated but we're gonna get a really good character introduced here well we'll see if you think she's good we'll find out yeah but uh character i really like gets introduced and uh yeah so we got a lot going on do you have any more honorable mentions or is that it uh no those were the only ones i prepared i mean there's a lot of other ones that are a little more a little bit more recent that I also like, like the flower. I, I can't remember what the actual tale is, but the one where they go to like a floral convention and the flowers like open up because of the temperature or something. I, I thought that was pretty good. Actually, one of my favorite anime originals uh, is one that's coming up. I think it's in the next arc. So hopefully we get to do this again, like naming our top five. Yeah, we can... <laughs> can do it every well i would say every arc but there's the arcs start lasting super long but um because like the one that's currently on has been going on for like five oh, no years way. and it's not even close to being done yeah, yeah that might not work so out. uh every every hundred episodes we can every every time when i have a spot on my list of what we should do for the episodes i put discussion we can come back to this every once in a while so, uh, but next week we're back to a two-parter, the uh, mysterious sniper murder case and the Conan's hint for that episode is spotlight. So remember to All look right. for the spotlight column. And Hey, if anybody wants to share their top five anime originals, they can do so with us. Can't they Tyler? Yeah. Tweet us, uh, at case underscore reopen. We'd love to hear what your favorite anime original cases are. We'll retweet them out to our, uh, other listeners so we can have a discussion about them and we'll talk about them next week if you send them in so that'd be fun because i love hearing what people like because you know somebody might be really into that computer case i'd love to hear it <laughs> mainly so i can make fun of you on air but we also want to you know make the argument for it I'd like that to case hear had it. some so uh had, yeah. had some high moments though just like the remote murder that was committed that was pretty cool the message at the end was cheesy, though. <laughs> Boy, was it cheesy. <laughs> Maybe we should Horrible. name like, the worst or our least favorite anime originals. Or the the ones that are our top, but like not for a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back with that two-parter next week. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. And remember, one truth always prevails. <laughs>